is in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. I'm genuinely lost for words <laughs> as to how to start this. My only assumption is possibly that my grandmother, mm. so affronted by your constant assaults, <gasps> has reached out from beyond the grave and with Irish biblical might smote thee. Mm. <laughs> because you've suffered an affliction. Well, would you like me to describe the uh, preceding events? <laughs> Please do. It was a fine Monday afternoon and <laughs> I uh, set out from my day job to uh, find a little respite on the couch and enjoy a delicious vegan faux roast pork barmy roll. Okay. Yep. Which is the, the Vietnamese bread roll, extra crunchy with all the stuff. So I was there and, yeah, so it was a new place that I'd been to, sort of dodgy looking. Um but I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes the dodgiest looking places make the best food. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went in there and I'm like, oh, and she's like, oh, we've just added uh, vegan roast pork. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds interesting. So I'll give it a go. So I am sitting on the couch eating my <laughs> faux roast pork sandwich. Uh... So I'm eating my sandwich and then I, I feel... A distinct crunch in the back of my teeth, and I've bit on—I've bit down on something solid, and I'm like, you know, you have that realization, like when you're eating what should be a soft food, and there's something hard, and you're like, yeah. oh, there's some kind of weird foreign. It's gonna be like a rat or something. A rat? <laughs> I don't know. There's gonna be something in my food. So I sort of fish around for the hard object, use my tongue, sort of push it to the front of my mouth, pull it out, you know, find a pebble or something, a screw, a bed, something disgusting. I look at it and I realise what I am looking at in my from my sandwich is a human tooth. <laughs> it's a human tooth. And my first thought is... I, somebody's tooth is in my sandwich. And then I realise, oh my God, I'm eating the roast pork sandwich. You know what tastes like roast pork, don't you? Oh, uh, people. Human flesh. And I'm like, that's it. This bitch has had enough of her abusive husband. She's chopped him up. She's put him in the barmy rolls. And I legitimately have the last piece of evidence that it's a human being. I have his tooth in my sandwich. I do the whole like, I get ready to vomit. Yeah. I do the whole zoom in, pan out. That's called a dolly zoom. <laughs> dolly zoom. Yeah. You know, for like, there's a human tooth. <laughs> At that moment, my tongue sort of flicks across my mouth and I realise <laughs> it's my tooth <laughs> in the sandwich. Not only a tooth. Oh, my God. It is the one right next to my two front teeth. <laughs> Some would say the third most important tooth in my mouth. So I run to the, I run to a dentist. I found this little lovely dentist. 
And it turns out I had snapped the tooth off at the gum. Ow. And he's like, there is nothing that we can do. We we just have to pull it out by the root. Oh, God. So we got the little pliers. All oh, this from a sandwich. All oh, this from a sandwich. So he then takes the pliers, pulls out what's left of the root. Um, and I'm like, but... I have to podcast. I can't pod. I can't podcast with this. Although I did consider that, like you and I, would advertise that Mike Tyson had joined our podcast. <laughs> so bless him. Um, he sent me to the specialist. Oh my god! All told, won all of the bills. So I've decided the only thing that they can do is basically to screw a titanium screw into my jawline. Yeah. And attach a fake tooth, which by the end of it, it's going to end up costing me $6,000. Say that again. $6,000. You're the only person who ever snapped a tooth on tofu. <laughs> I was so depressed. I went home. Oh my god! Just on a side note, I won't give any spoilers uh, away, but I did binge watch Squid Game, and I was sitting there, you know, because people were like, "Oh my god!" Like, why would people like put themselves, you know, through that, you know, for money? And I was just sitting there, and I'm like, clearly, all of those people just got a dental bill. <laughs> um. So yeah, six thousand dollars. So in the interim, because apparently my my jaw has to heal yes. before we drill a titanium screw into it. Yes. So in the meanwhile, yeah. he's given me this rather expensive fake tooth plate to yeah. put in. So so I'm, I'm going to pop it in. So then we'll let you, the readers, decide. <laughs> What you want to hear for the next three months? What makes the only problem is, and this is more for you, is that there's no drainage holes. Yeah. So he said that it will make me less lispy, but more spitty. Well, right now you sound like a terrible Hollywood caricature of what a nerd sounds like. <laughs> You're kind of like Steve Urkel, kind of <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart version of a nerd. Uh huh. I uh-huh. like diarrhea and listening to records in my basement. <laughs> Yeah, but the problem is, and then it's slowly, it's slowly... I play with witchcraft. <laughs> it slowly dawned on me, this week we're talking about sailors drowning at sea. <laughs> oh, the most sibilant injury you could possibly have. <laughs> Jesus oh my Christ. God, and I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone no. who's lost a sailor at sea. My heart uh. goes out to you. So we're going to put the plate in and see if that's any different. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What's, um, what's the downside to that? Um, I get very spitty. Which is not like you. You're a broken hill girl. <laughs> <laughs> that could be what this is all about, actually. You, you might be reaching uh, sexual maturity in broken hill. <laughs> oh, her teeth are falling out. She's ready. <laughs> Woohoo! She's ripe right when the tomato's about to squish. She's ripe. <laughs> you know what? But it's... This has, like, completely changed my life because now, like, I look at things like, you know, Fight Club, you know, where he's just, like, spitting all those teeth, like, into the sink. And now I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, $30,000 of dental repairs (laughs) right there. And you all work for Walmart. You can't can't afford new teeth. Oh, my God. Seriously, for $6,000. That is, like, five times what my car costs. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) If it was at the back, I was like, there was actually a moment where it, where it was like, I figured it was going to cost $6,000. And I got to admit, there was actually a moment where I was like, 
nah, fuck it. Yeah. If I really need a tooth. Yeah. And then I opened my mouth and <laughs> went, yes. <laughs> I would like a sarsaparilla. <laughs> and I realised I needed a tooth. All so right. this is the plate going in. This is the plate going in. Okay. So yeah, let us let us let us know. All right, and you could get a vote if you could put up with the spittiness. <laughs> well, yeah. this is what this is what it's going to be for the next six months. Oh, delicious! Mm. Basically, it is a clear rugby, I guess, or gridiron like mouth guard, yeah. but with one singular tooth in it. <laughs> That's that's kind of the Tinder profile pic version. Yeah. Like, ha. So, like, with that in, I can't actually tell you're wearing a plate. Yeah. I can hear it. Yeah, until I open my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who spent their teenage years wearing dental appliances, mm. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's good. So, I can I can look pretty photos. Yeah. Um, I just can't open my mouth. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to I'm just going to pretend that you're phoning all these in and just put a telephone voice filter on everything you do from here on in. <laughs> Live from the scene. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I've become what I detest the most. Looks pretty, but can't open her mouth. <laughs> a pot plant. Oh my god! I've become a wag. That's what I've become. I've become a footballer's girlfriend. <laughs> pretty, just don't get her to open her mouth. Just as a quick aside, mm. I because I am actually the bigger loser of the two of us. Um, <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I was <laughs> shut the fuck up! Oh my god, Jane! <laughs> Sorry, huge bit. It's your microphone. Huge bit of dribble. Sorry. Oh, good lord! This Just, is our, this is our fucking. Don't get me excited. This is how Rogan's guests get COVID. <laughs> well, so that's the other thing. If I want to go on a date, mm. okay, my choice, my basically my choice is, I can go without a tooth or I can spit on them. Those are my options. The way that porn toxicity is developing, some blokes want you to spit on them. So, <laughs> Well, I'm your gal. <laughs> but just as a quick aside, I'm a member of a bunch of chili growing groups because I'm sad. <laughs> and there was one person who, just for a laugh, went, hey, look what I got in my big bag of potting soil. Because you go down to the local hardware store, mm. you buy the you know, big 20 kilo bags of you know, just soil. Mm. And he sifts it before he uses it. Human molar. What? There's a human molar in the back of the thing. No. And he's like, oh, look at this. And everyone's like, the, the comment thread below it was just like, uh, you need to report that to the police. And then, yeah, like it, this thing unfolded over about three or four days where it's just like, here's the police report. Yeah, it's been confirmed to be human. Now they've got to try and find out why there's a human tooth in this potting mix. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could be mine. Some biker who didn't pay his didn't pay his bills. <laughs> who fucking knows? Oh my! Oh my god! Maybe that's what I need to do with my tooth. I need to find the perfect opportunity oh. to. Um, but I tell you, after I left the dentist, yeah, <laughs> and I've got this six thousand dollar bill all the way home. <laughs> I just kept. I was just like, oh my god, you with the Porsche, fucking drive into me, drive into me. So I could be like, oh my tooth. <laughs> oh, I've, I've hit the dashboard. <laughs> No fucker hit me. The one time you want some fucker to drive into your car. Yeah. No one. Yeah. Bullshit. This is all this is all down to Rose of the Haunted Doll because you've lost a tooth. Mm. My relatively new car has exploded and mm. may never run again. Mm. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know what it is? I think maybe maybe Rosa doesn't like you. Maybe I need to take Rosa back home with me. I reckon. Maybe we can like she's upset with me because I let her go. Yeah. And <laughs> She thinks you're a shit dad. 
Well, I am. I'm letting my son watch bloody Minecraft videos and eat lolly snakes while we do this podcast. I say that's parenting done right. See, Lou, it is fucking how yeah. you do it. Oh, my God. My, my, my dad like used to get like shit-faced on a cart and we'd watch James Bond. Yeah. And then we'd drive to like the local fry-up to buy like a Chico roll and then would let me steer the car home. My dad used to take us out to the rubbish tip in the back of our trailer. Mine used to do that. <laughs> You'd ride in the trailer with the garbage and then we'd pick up the biggest weapons we could find and smash garbage. Yeah. We found a bunch of TVs one day. Oh, live the dream. Wearing flip-flops, mm. smashing bloody TVs open with bricks. Mm. Five years old, bloody good fun. Oh, my God, I can't even imagine. I remember, because, uh, you know, we were from a smaller country town. Yeah. And so once a year, the council would leave a giant industrial skip at the end of every st- street. And street corner, and everybody yeah. could just you know throw all their stuff in. Big ass like dumpster. The, yeah. yeah. Um. So that would happen once a year. Oh my god. And I and it was like you know for like a month, and every week they'd come and empty it. And I remember, oh my god, it was like it was the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> and I still remember we would go down there. And then we'd get to Giant Skip. And then Dad would pick me up and throw me into the skip and be like, see what you could find. <laughs> and get me to like hold things up or tell him what was in there. And if there was anything worth it, then he'd climb in and like, you know, oh, get it out if nice. I couldn't if I couldn't get it out. Or otherwise I'd just be like, Oh my god like dead dog and he'd be like, Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> now you can go back and as an adult and Throw your tooth in there. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> oh, like that's it. Well, God, where where can I leave my tooth to cause the biggest um, five star restaurant? Oh, something owned by one of the guys from MasterChef that didn't pay their tax. Mm. Yeah, mm. Fat Duck or one of those places. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Mm. Someone who's somebody who fucks over the workers with low wages. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Mm. Mm. I'd give up a tooth for that. Well, don't rub it in. <laughs> oh my God, $6,000. Can you believe it? Yeah. The most expensive bit of my body is that tooth. Don't undervalue yourself. Oh God, no. <laughs> you get at least 50 bucks on the street. <laughs> well, 55, now my tooth comes out. <laughs> I'm a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> Morals, transform. <laughs> I was going to say, you know some people pay extra when your teeth come out. Oh, yeah. See, I told you, zombie brothel. Oh, so I can't take you anywhere. No, you can't. This is why we can't have nice things, Unless John. it's a zombie brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. I told you zombie porn exists. We've discussed we this. We have, yeah. And yeah. Predator porn and zombie porn. And no. Which, I don't, but the weird thing is, it exists both ways. Yeah. So there, there are people who fuck zombies and there are people who get fucked by zombies. And when I say people, I mean women. <laughs> no, it's, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> no, but no, no, I'm saying because you know what I mean? Whenever anything awful happens in like, in you know, porn. in porn, it's never happening to the straight dude. It's no, always happening not. to the straight or bisexual lady. Yeah. You know, it's fucking, it's never the straight dude who gets ramrodded by five zombie dildos. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Fair enough. <laughs> when will feminism come to porn? Like, I mean, I know the female performers earn more. Yeah, but there, there was there was a lot of feminist porn. Um, <clears throat> what was her name? Annie Sprinkle. She did a lot of um, female body empowerment stuff, and mm. 
You know, that's like true. a lot of uh, you know, especially during the AIDS epidemic, she did her she did her part. Yeah, that's good. No, but I just mean the whole general thing. Like it's yeah. just so. It's not, it's not. It's not. I don't know. It's just. It's not how you make love to a lady. No, it's not. You know? Who wants to be the dad who explains that to their kids, though? Oh, well, somebody needs to. Now, come on, son. You don't know. Not this. You're not going to watch that. <laughs> We're going to type these letters in. N-I-N-A-H-A-R-T-L-E-Y. Cunnilingus. You can spell it. She shows you how to do it. Okay, Here's a sock. Just, See me when you're done. That's the kind of sex education we need. Just it be is. like, you know what? It's not about grabbing... Like a lady's like hair and pulling it out at the roots and jizzing in her eye. No, that's not that's not that's not love, man. No, that's a that's an assault. Exactly. Unless it's consensual and discussed beforehand. Exactly. But you know that's a different situation. Don't just that's just not your go-to position. No, it shouldn't be. I'm having a very strange conversation with you, and you've lost a tooth, and we're talking about sexual consent. <laughs> <sighs> Trailer parkonomics. <laughs> You can punch me. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. If everybody's consenting, but yes, yeah. Um, I mean, just you know, be nice to each other. That's all I'm saying. Just be nice to each other and don't spit in each other's eye unless you have a dental injury and then they can't help themselves. Slightly involuntary. Yeah, or, you know. Or you're having sex with someone with Tourette's. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Can I get? Can I park in disability parking now? No. Damn it. <laughs> It's worth a try. Although around here we've got a lot of uh, a lot of Porsches with those disability parking permits. There's a very entrepreneurial doctor in the area. Oh, fucking when the Squid Games come, I tell you, they're growing first. Oh my god! So what are we talking about today? Oh my! Hopefully, there's lots of S sounds in there. We're talking about sailors at sea, in particular. I know the irony that this was when I realised I sat down. I went, oh, God, this is the episode. But the guy kept promising me that I would have the plate before the podcast. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, this will get rid of the stutter. He lied. <laughs> he lied to me. Bastard. Oh, this week, we are talking about the Kaz 2. Kaz 2. The Kaz 2 is a catamaran yacht 9.8 metres long. And she is a man killer. Oh, hello. In this week's episode of The Kaz 2 to Grave. Uh, oh, yeah. That's not my best. You can't blame your teeth on that. <laughs> That's pure brain. <laughs> on Sunday, the 15th of April, 2007, The Kaz 2 and its three man crew set out from Airlie Beach, Australia. Their goal was to sail the yacht up to the top of Australia and then around its top and then down its side to Perth, Western Australia. Right, so they're going up over the north, the Timor, mm-hmm. Arafura, Coral Sea, mm-hmm. out to the Indian Ocean, mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so something that has been done by Indonesian and Aboriginal traders, Torres Strait Islander traders, mm-hmm. for millennia. Mm-hmm. What could go wrong? And lots of fat dentists. <laughs> the Kaz 2 had a crew of three. Derek Batten, 56, who lived in Perth, Western Australia with his wife. They were the ship's new owners. Okay. The ship's new owner, <laughs> sorry, and captain, <laughs> Derek had completed a sailing course and had taken two extended cruises on board the Kaz 2. 
He'd done a course. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Where the boat and its crew had sailed around the Whitsunday Islands and the Great Barrier Reef. Okay. Reasonably protected, nice waters. Mm. So near where they were going to be setting out from. Yeah. Derek was joined by his two neighbours, James Turnstead, 63, and Peter Turnstead, 69. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. The Turnstead brothers had sailed now and then over the last 40 years and had in the past volunteered in local sea rescue radio rooms. Okay, yep. The men set out early in the morning, just a few hours after they had begun their adventure of a lifetime, at 10.05am, James Turnstead filmed the three men on the boat he'd intended to record their entire trip. The camera pans around 360 degrees showing the nearby islands, which identifies the ship's exact location at this time. Not unexpected. Oh, hang on. Mm-hmm. Is, are we talking like a found footage situation? <laughs> Is this like Blair Witch but for like fat rich dentists? <laughs> oh, Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're doing this whole thing. Six thousand fucking dollars. Fucking <laughs> little voodoo doll boat in the bath. <laughs> fucking sink cunts. Not unexpectedly, Derek was at the helm. The engine is not running, and Peter is sitting on the aft stairway fishing. Okay. Yep. Three days later, on the eighteenth of April, a report by a helicopter stated that it had seen a ship the Kaz-2, adrift near the Great Barrier Reef. Right, so they didn't get far. Search and rescue efforts began that day after the report. Navy aircraft were sent to search the area but could not locate the boat. Mm -hmm. That night, the plane used infrared cameras to search the reefs and caves in the surrounding area. The following day, a full-scale search and rescue mission unfolded. This included nine aeroplanes and two helicopters, as well as assistance from two commercial vehicles, or even vessels. <laughs> they accessed data from CAS-2's GPS system to help narrow the search area, but no trace of the boat could be found. Oh. Two days later, on Friday the 20th of April, maritime authorities boarded the vessel. So they found it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Two days later. Yep. With the whole Navy out looking for it. Yeah. Two days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, sure we could survive a war against China. <laughs> <sighs> Maritime authorities boarded the vessel. It was drifting 88 nautical miles or 163 kilometres from the northeast coast of Australia. None of the three men were on board. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. John Hall, a member of Queensland's Emergency Management Office, said of finding the vessel, quote, What they found was a bit strange, in that everything was normal. There was no sign of the crew. The boat was in good condition. Food and plates were set out on the table, ready for a meal. What the fuck? A laptop was set up and turned on, and the engine was running. All of the ship's essential components, radio and GPS, were all completely functional. All of its life jackets were on board, and a small emergency boat was still holstered on the stern, and the anchor was up. Right. The only things missing were its three crew members, three pairs of sunglasses, and two sun hats. Wherever they were going, they wanted to look cool. (laughs) 
T-shirts and towels still sat on the deck, neatly folded. Their mobile phones, wallets, watches and cameras were all found in the cabin. As well as a Sunday paper laying open on the table with the switched on laptop, waiting for its operator. And a half-filled coffee cup sat on deck. What? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. And filled with coffee. Nothing weird. Nothing weird. Nothing weird. He wasn't styling a mohawk in the traditional fashion. Yes, no. Okay. (laughs) Although one of the boat's sails was shredded quite badly, but they were unsure if that had occurred while the crew were on board or after. The boat was towed to Townsville for a forensic examination. The following day, members of the Queensland Police searched the boat for any sign of any foul play or suspicious involvement from a third party. They found no such signs. What they found was a glaring normalcy. The sink held a few dirty butter knives and that was all. Under Derek's bed, they found a gun and its ammunition in a sealed container. Although curiously, in one of the drawers, they found one single bullet, the same calibre as the hidden weapon. Right. Police analysed the GPS system on board. The ship departed Airlie Beach, heading northeast towards what would have been rough seas on that day. Yeah. Late the same afternoon, the GPS shows the boat seemingly adrift. A radio operator recorded that the CAS-2 radios in its position at 6.45pm on the night of the 15th, the evening they departed, giving their position at George Point. So the boat had been at sea for approximately eight hours, but was roughly, if their positioning was correct, only at a distance that should have taken about two and a half hours to reach. Right. There were two possible explanations for this. One, the men had simply been fishing all day. Originally, the plan had been for Derek and his wife to sail the boat around the top of Australia to Fremantle. But Derek, ironically, raised concerns that he felt only two people travelling would be a safety risk. So instead, a plan was hatched that Derek would make the journey with his two neighbours. Right. The three men had been discussing and planning the trip for several months, and Derek's wife said the three men discussed their trip daily and planned its course with the help of a computer. The three men had allowed eight weeks to make their journey around the top of Australia, but as they were retired, it really didn't matter how long they took. No. So, the men decided that they would never sail at night for safety. Mm -hmm. Good plan. Yep. And they would always stay quite reasonably close to the shoreline. Yep. All sounds like fair precautions. Yeah, yeah. If you're not an expert navigator, good idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Derek was taking medication for high cholesterol and mild diabetes. He had suffered a heart attack at age 50, but his wife insisted that she felt he was fit, healthy, and well enough for the journey. In other words, fuck off, I want two months alone. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> There's a pool boy. <laughs> You're fine, get the fuck out. <laughs> the following day on the 16th of April, a commercial fishing vessel... A commercial fishing vessel? <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, it needs a tea. <laughs> called the Jillian was fishing off the Bowen area on a reef when they say... They saw the Kaz too. Its sail was torn, 
and it was drifting sideways with the current along the reef at approximately three knots. The captain of the Gillian came within 50 metres of the yacht but saw no signs of any crew. Hmm. The captain said that he found it odd, but odder still was the captain did not report the seemingly crewless boat or attempt to contact it. This guy did it. <laughs> this guy did it. Who sees a boat, no sail, like shredded sail, no yeah. crew, drifting, is just like, yeah, what are you going to do? I don't know. Like, I mean, I spent a fair bit of my youth sailing. Mm. And, um, you know, you're out in open water. People go past you all the time, especially commercial fishing boats. Yeah, but if it's like, if you're like, that looks like it's clearly in trouble. Like, the sail is shredded. I can't see anybody. Wouldn't you be like, mm, someone might need some help? Um, you ever met a commercial fisherman? Would you at least report it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. When I was younger, yeah. in my younger days, I was like about 20, um, I, I got paid and I went and worked up, which is Thursday, on Thursday Island. Because yeah. you're like, oh, it's Queensland. It's an island. It's going to be beautiful. It was an island situated... You know the very top point of Australia, the point you at? Cape York. Yeah. yeah. It, between there and Torrens Strait. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Torrens Strait. Yeah. There's the, there's the little island. Um, basically around it, you get a lot of fishermen who'd mm-hmm. go out to sea. And they'd be out at sea for a long time. Um, not seeing any ladies. Oh, no. And then they would just come back to port. And, that, and that's when we figured that's why the guy... In, like was so excited to employ um, young ladies to come work at the bar and was even like, I'll pay for like your airline ticket to fly up here. Yeah. Um, come to sexual advanced island. Because <laughs> these, these like guys were just so excited to like see a lady. But actually, they were the most like respectful clientele that we got in at the pub. Yeah, right. They were so lovely. Like they would just like come in and they would just sit there and be like, hey, hello. <laughs> And which every time they'd have a drink, they'd be like, oh, pour one for yourself. Because oh. they had just got all their fishing money. They were cashed up. Yeah, yeah. You see, if you're a smart girl, you just go, thank you very much for the drink. And then you put the money for your drink in the tip jar. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't drink all of it. <laughs> no. And then just steal the booze. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, so yeah, they, that's uh, that's why I got a free, free ticket up there. Because I was just like, well, hey. You were prepared to uh, flirt with lonely fishermen. <laughs> you didn't have to flirt, honestly. You would just, they'd walk in the door and they'd be like, woman, boner. <laughs> and they're the best clientele because they all had to stand at least one foot away from the bar. Why? Because they're giant boners. <laughs> Do you know how boners work? <laughs> they couldn't start any trouble because they would just... Just hard the entire time. Nobody starts a fight with a massive boner. Well, Conor McGregor tried. <laughs> no, he is the massive boner. There's a very small, limp little man attempted to do the massive boner that is Conor McGregor. Uh, but that's just me. Right, okay. Mm, mm, mm. So, no, but come on. Wouldn't you at least report that boat if you saw it in that condition? Look, potentially. I mean, I don't know. Like, looking at the photos, the, the even though the sail is shredded, like one of the reasons you might leave it up mm. is that it's very hard to reef a sail that's fucked mm. because the rigging doesn't work. Mm. So you might just look at it and go, oh, they're fucked. Maybe mm. they're underneath having, having lunch. But wouldn't you like try to contact them at least? Uh, not really. I wouldn't think so. What? No, I mean, these guys are used to seeing pleasure craft out on the reef because it's, it's basically the Wit Sundays. Oh my god, 
this is why so many people drown at sea. It's everybody just driving past, going, eh, they'll be fine. Yeah, commercial fishermen kill four or five seals a day and just go, eh, bycatch. They don't care. I still think this guy did it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the captain said that he found it odd, but didn't report it. More to the point, would you approach a ghost ship? Yes. Not with your fucking, not with your lonely boner you're not going to. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> they still see two hands. <laughs> but wouldn't you do it like just on the like the off chance there's a woman on board who needs assistance? <laughs> That's when you've been at sea too long. <laughs> One of the ghosts might be a lady. <laughs> Ghost China. <laughs> Maybe if we get closer, we'll look at the laundry line and see her pantaloons. <laughs> Bloomers are high, Captain. <laughs> oh, according to the captain, this was two days before it was reported by the helicopter pilot. Right. The captain of the Jillian testified later that, quote... It did seem a bit strange to me, but I just have this rule that no one goes near another vessel. <laughs> well, yeah. Dodgy. Dodgy. So far, this guy is prime suspect number one in my book. Okay. You know why people go out and people, number one, this guy's got a gun. Mm. So he's already on edge, right? What, what sort of pirates is he worried about running into in the fucking seas off Queensland? You know. What it's, I, what it's not the Ivory Coast. But like, what if like one of the old men like breaks a leg or something? You got to put them out of their misery, <laughs> or like, yeah, like, what if you get like one of those giant angry squid that tries to like hump your boat? It is not a fucking. It's not a sea shanty. Come on, there's all those mysteries of the sea. <laughs> what came through this bar? Giant squids that want to hump boats. <laughs> Well, the thing is, it's clearly happened at least once in history for someone to, like, write a poem about it. We're thirsty, but we can't drink. It's too hard to pee with a boner. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so he just, he just like, ooh, la, 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 you know. Yeah. <laughs> let it just drift by. Fair Suspect enough. number one. Uh. The first rescue officer on board, Corey Benson, was lowered down to the vessel via helicopter to provide assistance to any crew and take command of the vessel. What he found was, in his words, eerie. Uh One of the first things he saw was the discarded coffee cup, still half full. And as he went inside the cabin, the scene was strangely normal, except for some unused fishing knives on the floor. Corey said, quote, My biggest fear was being attacked by somebody who did not want me on the boat. I was 160 kilometres out to sea with no backup. I didn't know if someone was going to burst through a cupboard and go at me with a knife. I saw all the knives on the ground, but no blood, and thought, what the? I think he's been watching too much Dirty Harry. Yeah. Or like, you know, Dead at Dawn with like crazed yeah. like knife men <laughs> rushing from cupboards. Calm down, mate. <laughs> but no one was on board. That's because the other captain did him. He needed bait. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. Nothing brings in razor fish like fucking dentist. You know, teeth don't just end up in bags of soil. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) But no one was on board and there was no clue as to what had happened to them. (coughs) The other ship. (laughs) The computer was set up and ready to go and laundry was hanging out drying. 
other clothing was piled up on a bench. All of the life boys were on board. Just where had the men gone? Yeah. This was certainly not a resource issue. The radio was working. The store held an ample supply of water, food, and there were still three cases of beer. That's the most worrying sign. Mm. That there's only three cases. That's what I thought. (laughs) And that's where I'm like, this is clearly... Somebody has come on board and has taken the other food, other like 52 cases of beer because there are no way, okay, yeah. three old like white dudes on a fishing trip alone are only setting out with three cases of beer. It's it's very suspicious. That's like you drink more than that on the first night. Three three people aboard. Three. Yeah. That's how this all went to shit. Yeah. They just like break open the beer. Oh, no, Russian. Two yeah. cans per man per day. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> just stab, stab, stab. <laughs> that's just fucking. That that's the second suspect there. Yeah. I don't want to be stuck on this boat and your farts. Yeah. Yeah. Without an ample supply of alcohol. Yeah. That's I don't I, drink anymore. That's one of the reasons I don't sail anymore. I oh my god, I should have taken the photos. The my myself, okay, and um, so that there were nine of us in total. Yeah. Okay, so including one person who really only drank wine mm-hmm. and one person who didn't really drink, the husband of someone. Yeah. There's really like eight of us drinkers. And when we got on board, we filled up a medium fridge and at the front they had two industrial sides eskies. Yeah. We filled up the both of them and the medium fridge with booze and then had to go find the mini fridge upstairs to put the rest of the boots in. Yeah. Okay. Then we had the hard spirits yeah. on the bar. We were gone for three days. <laughs> Eight weeks, we would have sunk the boat with the amount of liquor that we had like brought on board. So straight away, I'm like three cases. Someone had been on board yeah. and stolen the rest of the beer. That's only 72 beers. Yeah. Yeah, so very suspicious circumstances to me. Now, theories and rumours abounded. One was that Derek and the brothers had staged their disappearance for insurance profit. Okay. But it seems unlikely that someone could convince their neighbours to abandon their life and run away to a new life of insurance fraud. Besides, whilst the the yacht was not inexpensive, Derek had only paid $60,000 for the vessel, which was hardly enough to sustain one man, let alone three men, for the rest of their lives. $60,000. bucks. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking good boat for 60 grand. Mm -hmm. Ah, the other thing is, for those who don't know what a catamaran is, because I was like, oh, how could we explain it? You know what it is? It's kind of like the boat Kevin Costner had in Waterworld. (laughs) For those who know nothing about boats. A little more luxurious. It's a twin-hulled boat held together with a single superstructure above it. Mm. They're very roomy. They're very plush. Um, good ones cost a lot of money. Mm. It's, yeah, they're extremely expensive. Mm. So, obviously, Kevin Costner was a dentist pre-Waterworld. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> his fancy fucking boat. They didn't even have any water in their world. and I bet you had more than 72 beers on that boat. <laughs> yeah, <I> no, <know>, exactly. <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. There's just some very suspicious things about this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, excuse me. So, it's not likely that it was for insurance fraud. A love affair, on the other hand. 
Oh, the three men. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Off to Love Island. Old man spit roast. <laughs> Another theory. It's not incest if your neighbours in between you. <laughs> oh. Another. Th- I shouldn't say that with no teeth. I really am going. <laughs> I am going poking. Oh. Another theory was the crew was boarded and killed by either drug smugglers or pirates. Right. Although, as they were in safe Australian waters, that theory is highly unlikely. But, I mean, not theoretically impossible, but it's one of the most fancy pleasure cruise areas. It is, yeah. So, very unlikely. If you're a pirate, if you're a pirate you wouldn't come through, like, the most popular area no. of Queensland. Leave the expensive boat. Take the dentists. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Derek's niece, Hope would later comment that in support of her belief that someone had interacted with the men of the Cavs too, telling us that first captain. Yeah. Quote, the fenders were out on their yacht. Do you want to describe what the fenders are? So fenders are essentially like a, they're like a foam bottle. They almost look like, Mm. Um, like a little buoy that you stick on the side of the boat, held on there by rope. So that when you're either like docking next to another ship or at a port, you don't smash the fuck out of your hull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's that's why it's better to make love to a woman with a big ass. Cushion for the pushing. Absolutely. Same principle with boats. Yes. Mm. Yes. Normally, you'd reef those in and stow them if you're at the open water because you don't want to lose them. Mm. Mm. Um, oh, excuse me. So, quote, the fenders were out on their yacht and the only reason you ever put them out is when another boat comes aside or if you come to rest against a wharf. Mm. But the footage shot by the men on the day shows that they had set sail when their fenders were out. Yep. And their fenders were still out as they were sailing. Yeah. Townsville police would later say in answer to speculation that they believed it was common for smaller craft or inexperienced sailors to leave their fenders out. Yeah. Another theory was a slightly more out-of-this-world theory. (laughs) (laughs) That something paranormal or supernatural had occurred to these three men. If I was a invading race of aliens, I would want to study the only three Australians who thought it was okay to go out sailing for two months with only 72 cans of beer. Mm, mm. Like, that's something like Bear grill survival shit. Like, I'd just be seeing if I could get your probe into that tight ass. Yeah. Just like, nope, watertight. Not happening. Watertight. <laughs> so, people were comparing it to the Mary Celeste, whose crew had simply also vanished without yeah. a trace. An inquest was held into the disappearance of the men. No one put thought my idea that it was a giant horny squid trying to hump the boat. (laughs) Why was I not brought forward to give possible evidence at the inquest? What's a giant horny squid pickup line? (laughs) That's what I want. I've only got one bone in my body. Would you like it in yours? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! I don't know. It's something about squirting ink. As long as it's consensual mm. and the Pirates Guild have agreed upon it. 
Imagine turning up to the bloody pirate meeting, just completely blackface. Oh, it's not acceptable in this day and age. No, no, it was a squid. Oh, okay then. Was it consensual? <laughs> it's never consensual with squid. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh, Bukaki Beard the Pirate. Oh my god, you know what? You play the bottle and I'll play the squid and I'm going to get the little boat out of you. It's like the Beverly Hillbilly song. I'm just imagining that. Mm, Black gold, Texas tea. (laughs) It's just some guy is just exploding in his face. Like that scene from fucking Pirates of the Caribbean 2. Where he just gets fucking... Wild in the face. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. And you know, like the squid just at the moment of climax is just, ah, she blows. <laughs> oh, all sorts of pun names about Davy Jones's cocker. <laughs> oh my lord. Excellent. See, why was why was this not at the forensic investigation? Why? I don't 50, know. 50,000 cheerleaders under the sea. Uh, oh. Oh, pirates of the cockabee. Fisting no. Nemo. <laughs> oh my god. Um Oh god. <laughs> das boot. <laughs> That's booty. That's booty. Oh. You can hear it start to creak as the depth charges go off. Oh, my God. See, I was just going to call it that's ass. The abyss. <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what the best thing is? Michael Bean is He's already... He's got the moustache. He's got creepy moustache. <laughs> Anything was already for a porn crossover. Oh. oh my god, I wonder oh my god, if the abyss wasn't turned into a porn, it needs to be. <laughs> I'm gonna go back. James Cameron's not doing much these days. He's just no. doing the Avatar sequels. Just your little side project. What does that deep sea diving suit fill up with? <laughs> oh you I think we all know. Squidding. <laughs> Oh my god, there's oh you'd have deep star sex. Oh nice, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. The Poseidon adventure. <laughs> They've got rubber sheets and a cruise liner. <laughs> Starring Donald Trump. <sighs> oh no. There's there's not Ugh. enough good there's not enough I'm trying to think I'm there's not enough like sea boats of yeah. Uh. Oh. The Life Aquatic. There's got to be one in there. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, the whore and Mrs. Muir. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gro- uh, the Grope. Mrs. Uh, I don't know. We'll come back to this. Jaws. It's just a fellatio movie. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. And at the beginning, it's just her like above the line, just like flopping from side to side. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Works so well. Uh, oh god! Uh, well, a whole bunch of horny fishermen can't approach from one foot away. <laughs> uh, it's just like a jousting match. 
Oh, very polite. I tell you, very, very polite. Well, you're polite too when you've got an unwanted boner at the bar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like the like bars would be so much nicer if it's just nothing but like horny fishermen. Just yeah, just replace all the Jaeger bombs with Viagra and just watch a whole bunch of people very fucking awkwardly play pool. <laughs> I'm just saying nobody is starting a fight in that condition. <laughs> nobody. Like you don't even need security guards. No. Just yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the, so the inquest was held into the disappearance of the men and the fate of the Kaz 2 in Townsville. It seems the theories from those who testified were worlds apart. Every piece of testimony and evidence seemed to raise more questions than it answered. Why have we never heard of these horny squid before? <laughs> what is the government doing? Can we catch and eat them? <laughs> Oh, I'll catch and eat you. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Shut up, horny squid. <laughs> horny tinder squid is in your DMs. <laughs> oh, my God. And the best bit is he can pleasure you and eight of your crewmates simultaneously. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, three forensic police officers had examined Kaz 2 after she was towed back to the shore. One testified that they examined the boat, but, quote, we came to the conclusion the boat itself was not a crime scene. A relative of Peter Turnstead noted that even though the men had disappeared, the police had failed to take any fingerprints. Oh, quality. The police apparently found it unnecessary at the time. Queensland cops. Mm Mm-hmm. Was this a golden opportunity wasted? Indeed, if nothing else, it could have eliminated suspicious persons such as the other vessel's captain (laughs) who claimed to have seen the ship but never boarded it. He might be the most upstanding citizen ever and you're just levelling these horrible accusations I'm just saying. I'm just the most upstanding, you know, member of community wouldn't just be like, oh, she was clearly in distress, didn't touch her, didn't touch her. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> the previous owner of the Kaz 2 testified at the inquest. He said he was worried that the men seemed to be nervous about the trip and lacked the necessary experience to complete the journey. Quote, I said, if you're not ready, don't go. Was everyone a pirate? Let's <laughs> see. He's concerned he wouldn't have a piratey tone. Hey, well, it, yeah, well. He also claimed that the men appeared to struggle with the boat's GPS. The three men had departed a day earlier on Saturday the 14th of April, but returned after two hours claiming that the GPS was not working. This turned out to be operator error, claimed the former owner, who said he fixed the GPS and plotted their course into the computer. Oh my god. I've changed my mind. The old previous owner did it. Yeah. And set up their course, you know, which set them right so he knew exactly where they could be and he would show up with his horny squid and fucking do Just what he was doing. Riding it like Jason Momoa. <laughs> I'm telling you, suspicious. He is my other suspect. He's probably working with the other captain. They're just really into like really old Retired dentist. <laughs> well, they got access to nitrous. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Some people theorise that the yacht may have become stuck on a sandbar or a reef and that the men had got out of the boat and attempted to push it off the reef and then become stranded when they freed the boat and it sailed off without them. Oh, my God. Which is the dumbest theory. I don't know, man. I've seen some dumb shit. Surely no one could be that. No one could be that dumb. These guys couldn't even get the GPS working. But see, the other thing is, when they, when on the first day when we have the footage of them sailing, hanging out behind the boat was trailing this giant, I guess it's like the safety rope. If you fall off, you can, you know, grab the rope. Yeah. So they was, that was just, you know, hanging, la da 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 da. But when the the ship was found, that rope had been like rolled in. um, So it'd been pulled in and, you know, lassoed about as it is and was so and was stored on the ship like ready to go right so if you got off your boat yeah and you're working behind it giving it a little nudgy nudge yeah like wouldn't you like a have that rope there in case like well wouldn't you have an anchor like you'd have something to stop exactly that happening your ship floating away surely surely yeah just nobody surely is that stupid I don't know. They've only got 72 beers. Yeah, this is true. Uh, <laughs> see, if they had more beers, it would have weighted <laughs> the ship down. It couldn't have just fucking sailed off without it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but there was no signs of damage to the hull to indicate it had become stuck on a, a, on a foreign object. Yeah. The coroner stated that there was no solid evidence of any third-party involvement. No solid, but we that guy from the other boat looks suspicious. Right. As he chews, like he sucks the flesh off a human tooth in the <laughs> witness stand. And there did not appear to be any suspicious financial transactions before or after. Apart from the fact they got a half-million-dollar boat for 60 grand. Mm. See, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it was the former captain. Mm. It's just the whole, oh, yeah, totally. Puts in the wrong GPS, lures you in. Mm. How many dentists do you lure in at $60,000 a year? You know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) So the coroner ruled that the three men had most likely drowned in, quote, an unfortunate series of events. Didn't he steal that from... Who's that children's author? What the fuck do you think he's sitting there typing on an underwood with long fingernails? <laughs> Lemony, Lemony sn- Snicket. <laughs> Stay with me, dear listener. We're in the court. <laughs> During the inquest, experts had proposed a theory that Peter Turnstead, who could not swim well... What the fuck? What? I'm just saying, if you're preparing for seven months, maybe spend less time on the computer... Go get some swimmy lessons. This is some Burke and Will shit. He couldn't swim? <laughs> he could not swim well. Right. Okay. So I think it was like, you know, you just sort of get in the water and you just sort of paddle about. Ah! It's just, you're technically not drowning. Wow. But you kind of are. Fuck me. The theory was, because when they showed the video, Peter was the one who was sitting at the back of the boat fishing. Right. Okay. So, the person put on the theory that Peter fell off the back of the boat whilst fishing. His brother, on seeing this, had leapt off the boat to save his brother. Right. 
maybe like throw him a boy. Yeah. Or a rope. Yeah. You know, at least stand there and like point and laugh at him and just be like, <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> you know. Um, so their theory was he had just leapt off the boat. Right. Which seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. That that would be your first. Have you ever swam in the open ocean? No, because that's fucking... It's fucking scary. There's megs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've done it a couple of times. I've jumped off a boat in the open ocean as mm. you, you very quickly become aware of how terrifying that shit is and get yourself back in the boat real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just I just find it weird that... Like, what would your first instinct if someone fell off a boat to just be like, ah! Jumping after him? No, because boats move... They move deceptively quick. Yeah. If you drop something, you just watch it fucking disappear. You need yeah. someone at the helm... Yeah. Like dumping the sails and slowing down and coming around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you be like, oh my God, yeah. And then like throw a boy. So at least you can see a boy or yeah. the rope or, you know, fucking something. Yeah. But this was their theory. Right. Um, so his brother went over. He <laughs> leapt off the boat to save his brother. Derek <laughs> put down his coffee and <sighs> attempted to turn the boat around to save the brothers. But in the process was knocked overboard by a swinging sail. So by the boom, yeah, mm. okay. And all three men drowned in the choppy seas as the Kaz 2 sailed on without them. Entirely possible. Can you be that unlucky? Was Rosa on board? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty unlucky. It doesn't explain how the uh, the jib was shredded, mm. which is odd. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I have I have been on a boat when the sail has shredded, though. Mm. The thing about sails is, like, the old ones were made from canvas. Mm. Modern-day ones are made from a kind of nylon composite, which do become brittle in the sun. Yeah. So we've actually done it. We've reefed up a mainsail before, and it's just gone, like an old movie where someone goes down it with a knife. Oh. It's done that, and you're like, fuck me dead now we're out here. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But if this had happened only hours after they left... Yeah. Why was their laundry hanging to dry? Uh, one of them shat themselves. Why were the plates set out ready for their meal and knives in the sink? Someone's gone, I don't know, someone's gone fishing. Someone's done something stupid. The inquest was shown the last recorded footage of the men on their video recorder. Right. Derek holds the camera as he and Jim are heard making fun of the non-swimmer Peter... No. <laughs> I reckon he could have jumped overboard because he felt like such a massive dick. Wow. <laughs> wow, they're giving him shit. Okay. As they're making fun of the non-swimming Peter, okay, whilst Peter sat without a life jacket. Oh, no. Fishing from the rear of the boat. No. While the three men discuss the threatening skies ahead. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, no. What the fuck were they doing? Oh, I feel awful now. What the fuck were they thinking? Oh, that is some fucking white man exceptionalism. <laughs> <laughs> for the king. Look at this dickhead. He can't swim. <laughs> Let's sail into that maelstrom. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Jesus. Life jackets. Life jackets oh. are for ladies. You can and 
curly bet, boys. You bet these guys would be anti-maskers. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Drowning is my right. Enjoy your rights, sir. Life jackets take away my freedom to drown. <laughs> oh, man. It is my choice. Imagine, imagine sitting there making that video just devoid of any irony whatsoever. <laughs> Look at this boat we don't know how to operate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, the black skies. Oh wow, that looks pretty. Let's get closer to it. Wow. Wee. (sighs) Teaser like a roller coaster. Wee. Oh my god! So from it's it's mainly from that video that they drew the conclusion that he um he fell over and his brother feeling who no doubt was still making fun of his brother as he leapt into the ocean going I told you you dickhead <laughs> <laughs> and then the other brother was like fuck you I don't want you to save me I'll be all right Barry I'll be all right shut up I don't need your help. <laughs> <laughs> Again, white men. Oh, God. So that, that that was the theory that they came to. But then the question is, <coughs> if that happened just if, you know, just after they had, like, you know, signed yeah. in saying, oh, no, we're here, everything is fine. Yeah. Um, you know, why, you know, why are all the plates, you know, set up? If, if this all happened, like, they all went overboard and then it went into rough seas and, you know, the, sh- the sail was shredded... Why is everything so neat and tidy, like, in the ship? Why are the clothes, like, neatly folded? Yeah. How is the coffee cup still there if it then went into wild, uncontrollable seas with no crew on board? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it does, it does seem... I can see why you believe the theory that the just one fell off the boat and then the other one jumped up after him and then the other one got knocked off the boat. <laughs> Possibly by a horny squid's dick. I'm not prepared to rule that theory out. Yeah. Oh! Those barbs, man. They can take out your oh, eye. That's, no, it'd suck onto you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Worst glory hole ever. It's very spiky in here. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the other thing. You know, you're like, okay. Well, Let- you know, it's entirely it's entirely possible that with all of them in the water and the GPS, because that's what happens with you know boats mm. that have got a proper auto tiller, mm. it will steer them, mm. and their course might have gone around the weather. Oh, okay. Or if it was rudderless, it just might have naturally gone away from the weather itself and not steered into storm. it. Yeah. Okay, so every, yeah, it would have been okay. Less than one year after the men's disappearance, and only a month after the coroner's findings. A Townsville broker listed the Kaz 2 for sale. <laughs> Derek had purchased the yacht for $60,000. One year later, her asking price is $225,000. Yes. My suspicions are now back on the former captain. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah that was a stolen boat maybe. It just you know, and like how how convenient is that? Sixty thousand bucks. Mm. I know for your Waterworld boat. Yeah. Uh, the agent claims there were talks with a production company from France who were interested in making a movie about the disappearance. <laughs> Basically, revenge for the English taking Australia. <laughs> Look how bad their sailors are. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Baudin would never have done these. <laughs> oh my 
god and then like, russell crowe was reading the script of like and i i'm sorry does this say get fucked by a giant squid <laughs> do i get to fuck it back <laughs> Oh my god! It's just like the giant squid rears up, and Russell Crowe throws his phone at it. <laughs> just see him preparing for the role, method actor style, having sex with a calamari under the fucking. <laughs> just down at the docks <laughs> to see a fucking crow's back. What are you doing, Rusty? <laughs> Getting ready for a role. <laughs> oh, Poor Zoidberg. Okay. Oh my god! You know it could be worse. He could try singing at it. <laughs> Thirty odd foots of fuck. Oh my god! <sighs> Asked if the broker was concerned about the mysterious disappearance of its crew negatively affecting the resale value. <laughs> Quote: Anyone who has anything to do with the sea is superstitious, but I think as modern people, we can get past it. Yeah, which is code for the only people that can afford a luxury catamaran are CEOs and cunts. And that probably makes it better for them. Someone died doing this? Good. Excellent. Yeah, I'll pay you more. Oh, is there blood still staining the wood? <laughs> were, they, were they poor people? Were they killed in a highly preventable accident? Excellent. Or were they one of my enemies in business? <laughs> were they screaming when they died? <laughs> they do sound like the kind of people that tried to call for help via LinkedIn. <laughs> Peter is drowning. <laughs> she choose to help. <laughs> Peter has Peter has enough leadership skills to recognize when he does need the support of his team in the ocean. Make a connection with land. <laughs> oh my god. Because yeah, no, like my I don't swim in like really like no. deep ocean for so many reasons and because one of my greatest fear is that while i would be there just like paddling yeah something would touch the bottom of my foot oh nah fuck that and i would just be emotionally ruined by that when i because i used to work in the environment department here in south australia one mm. of my jobs was um basically promoting the work that they did protecting the marine environment mm -hmm. and they used to drop these things off the sides of boats called bruvs which is baited remote underwater video surveillance right <laughs> headset <laughs> it sounds like something pedos do with candy on the side of vans to lure in the it's children 100 percent what they were doing ah okay and russell yeah. crowe with a less than awkward boater <laughs> Anyway, so they basically would stick a bait in a bag, drop yep. it off the side. You'd have two cameras pointing mm. at a fixed point. That way you could get a stereoscopic image, know how big the fish mm. were that would come up to it. It's basically a fish census. Okay. So you go, okay, this is predominantly seagrass. What have we got coming up here? Like these little things that come up and nibble and some mm. crabs that have a nibble and then a cuttlefish. Every fucking time, great white. <laughs> Didn't matter where we dropped these things, great white. Yeah. Every fucking time. Yeah. And these things were like 100 metres off where people swim. Yeah. They're fucking there yeah. all the time. Was it like the most like shark attacks happen in like three feet of water? No, that's like an urban myth. Is it? Yeah, no, they happen. Uh, they happen in like shark heavily dense. Like basically, go swimming where seals are, you'll get eaten. Mm. Yeah, mm. but see, it's not even. It's not even the sharks that. Like it's kind of like oh, it's a shark. Like I mean, don't get me wrong, sharks are scary as. Yeah. 
but you know you're like oh okay like you know what a shark is like i'm kind of like oh okay it's a shit that we don't know about yeah it's a shit that you see in the in the like the mariana trench that has like (laughs) like the completely fat like face that like just yeah it's got a bear trap for a face and six dicks yeah yeah yeah. just (laughs) and it's the size of a bus yeah it's just a nightmare engine yeah you know and you're just like no and the stuff that like suddenly just like its body becomes a giant light bulb and then (laughs) so you can see it fucking you in the face before it eats you pretty much that's the shit that i don't greenland sharks are the worst thing i've ever come across oh really look up greenland sharks Oh. They live like 800 years and they're, they're just fucking zombie sharks. They're fucked up. Oh, yeah. like dentists. <laughs> but they, um, a whole bunch of seals were turning up, uh, like basically corkscrewed. Like they'd just been sort of like, it looked like they'd been hit by boat propellers and this kind of stuff. And they're like, that's impossible. What? There's no shipping here. Yeah. It turns out these Greenland sharks, because seals will sleep, sleep on the seafloor. Mm. Even though they breathe air, they'll, they've got this amazing system where they can sleep for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And these sharks were coming up and finding them and just like slowly chewing on them. Yeah. Ah. Oh. It's pretty fucked. Oh, Google, my, my phone's down. Show me, was it a Greenland shark? Greenland shark. Yeah, they're fucking, uh, they are ugly, man. Oh, why don't we do? We were talking about the ocean. It's still something that's like you know, like was it ninety percent of the ocean's floor? We haven't, like, we still don't know what's down there. Oh, you, people have no fucking clue. It's so fucking scary. Like this is this is how bad we still are at knowing what's on the the ocean floor. Mm. National Geographic did this TV show where they tied a bunch of cameras mm. to Australian sea lions. So that's a Greenland shark I'm showing you right now. Oh, he's kind of cute. He's like, he's like, you're going to come up and gum you. Yeah, except look at its eyes. It looks dead. Well. That thing is, that thing is like 800 years old. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> you know, like not everyone's, yeah. you know, got that spring in their step. Yeah. But anyway, they, they, they put these cameras on these sea lines that had mm. GPS data as well. And the, they were so methodical in the way they hunted. They could mm. actually use that data to create maps of the ocean floor. Oh, so wow. some of them, some of them we only have because of sea lions. Hey. Yeah, well, like we've mapped something like three percent of the ocean floor. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's because we've been too busy, you know, teaching the dolphins how to put, you know, mines on, mines on boats. <laughs> <laughs> if we had got them to do peaceful volunteer work, you know, we might be a little further along. But yeah, no, we could do a whole episode on how fucked dolphins are. Oh, don't you start! No, don't you start! But awful. I, I, so I want to know, what do you think What do you think happened to the crew of the Kaz 2? You're a sailor. I have done a lot of sailing. I'm, even I, like I've done a lot of sailing and I wouldn't try what they did. Okay. Unless I knew that boat really well and had a more experienced sailor with me. He'd done a course. He'd done a course. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a course in photography too. I'm not a photographer. <laughs> right. Um, but you still know how to take a photo. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I could... I could skip at that ship if I had to. Mm. Ship, boat. Mm. Uh, I, honestly, it's just three rich dickheads who got what they deserved by the sounds of things. <laughs> just what are you fucking thinking? They've paid 60 grand for a boat. I mean, for a start, you're, like, you're right. There's something very fishy about 60 grand for a boat worth a quarter of a million. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what else has been traded in that? Mm. Who knows? One of them can't swim. Mm. <laughs> 
I'm starting to see like holes yeah. appearing in the ship floor. Yeah. yeah. So like if you yeah. if you were going out for a day sail and mm. you just wanted to take your, your mate out, show mm. him along the coastline, that's fine. Mm-hmm. A fucking two month voyage mm. on open water, including the coral Arafura and Timor Sea, which are fucking like the Coral Sea is one of the deeper seas in the world. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, Coral Sea, it sounds so pleasant. It does, yeah, unless oh. you were there in the 40s. Why? What happened? Well, that's where the Battle of the Coral Sea was between Australia, the US and Japan. Oh, well. There's still shipwrecks on, on reefs out there. Oh. Yeah, with like loaded magazines, everything from the 40s. Oh, that sounds like a fun day out. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty hectic part of the world. Oh, who knew? Mm. Who knew? We get around. We do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, especially like... Some of those waters, like you, once you get up to the very top end of Australia, mm. that is nothing but f- like you'll get sharks, mm. crocodiles, mm. Mm. all sorts of fucking crazy shit in the ocean. Mm. Like my my former brother in law is a, a an asylum seeker who came to Australia, and people on another boat that he was with got stranded on a reef and tried to swim to like a little rocky outcrop mm. to try and set themselves up between their boat and the outcrop. They all got eaten by sharks. That's when I was on Thursday Island, um, yeah. the big, you know, excitement was like, like, you know, once a month there was like a boat that would go over to Horn Island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, any island with fishermen on it is Horn yeah. Island, trust me. Um, but it was the dodgiest boat ever. And they just, they were like life jackets, but the life jackets, because they're required by law to have life jackets. Yeah. But all the life jackets were just like in this like steel container that had a lock on it. And we said something, you know, jokingly about the life jackets. Yeah. And he's, and the guy, he was like, he's like, why would you? He's like, by the time, before you even got the life jacket on, he's like, it's either the sharks or the crocodiles would have eaten you. So yeah, he's fucked. like, if we go down, there's you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you, when shit goes wrong at sea, it goes really wrong. Mm. So yeah, inexperience. And some bad decisions led to this. Mm. Sorry to say, yeah. Fellas. I would like. I wish there was a UFO angle. That would have been so much better. Well, I don't think. I don't think we can rule it out. True. You know, like it's just you know everything just sitting there, cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, like aliens just like instead of like abducting people from the southwest of America, let's get some fat dentists from Australia. Well, they're just all alone mm. at night. I've got all these questions to ask them about finding Nemo. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm still putting money on the, uh, the the other guy who just happened to just see them going past, looking mysterious. Oh, we didn't go on board. He's a bit too keen to mention that he didn't go on board. Really? We didn't ask you if you went on board. Oh, good, because I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go on. Didn't go on board. Didn't steal the eighty-two other cases of beer. <laughs> that's it. That's the other thing that yeah says foul play to me. That it involved well potentially because it involved a, confer- a commercial fisherman. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know horny squid. I'm not prepared to rule it out. We should. We could do an entire episode just on some horny of the squid. Shit that, <laughs> horny squid, and the shit that happened in Port Lincoln in the so Port Lincoln, Australia's big mm. tuna fishing town, mm. which was also the scene for a lot of where Jaws was filmed. So a lot of the shark footage from there was mm. Ron and Valerie Taylor. The shit that has happened in the fishing industry in Port Lincoln, mm. including gun battles at sea. What? I'm talking in the 1980s. <gasps> There's an episode right there. I'm excited. Yeah. Is there a horny squid? Of course there is. Yes. <laughs> There's always a horny squid. <laughs> 
Incel squid, don't know where to put it. <laughs> That's how I lost my two. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. oh, so yes, so, so raise your glasses to all the poor lost souls who have been lost at teeth, lost at sea, lost at teeth, and all the poor teeth that have been lost in a sandwich. And I was always look at the dick. <laughs> Just remember, real mothmen eat the carpet. I like my new catchphrase. <laughs> Too much. <laughs>